Welcome back to Big Time Podcast. My name is Nikki, and today we have a really fun episode. Um, my best friend Lizzie and I sat down, had a conversation about growing up in the church and um, the experiences and perspectives we have and how that impacted our adult life, which I guess feels weird to say because we're not that old, but um, we have grown up in the same small town, small church, and so Lizzie and I have a lot of the same experiences, but with that being said, we have very different experiences, and so it was really fun to be able to talk with her, talk together about these different perspectives we have, um, and even reminisce about fun times and it's just nice to be able to talk to people who have the same background as us. So enjoy this conversation. Um, know that we are not experts. We are just, you know, two Christ followers sitting down trying to figure things out. And you might be able to tell in the podcast as we're talking, we're still processing and thinking about these things as we go. We do not have all the answers yet, but, you know, we've been called as Christians to continuously strive towards understanding these topics. So um, I want to point out two podcasts that I feel like are doing this conversation far better than Lizzie and I are or can because these podcasts are focused on these topics of like post-Christian culture or like thoughtful Christian lives. And so the first podcast that I've really been enjoying is called the Bad Christian Podcast. Um, essentially, as someone who grew up in the church, I know the lingo and the traditions and the perspectives and Sometimes it's difficult for me to hear and, and understand and empathize with perspectives that haven't grown up in the church. And so the Bad Christian Podcast does a really good job of kind of calling the church out and calling Christians out, which I think is a great thing. Um, and the topics and conversations are just fun and enjoyable. And so that's one podcast where if you feel like this topic is one for you, they have so much more good ones on the Bad Christian Podcast. Uh, but second is the podcast called The Holy Post, and it is created by VeggieTales creator Phil Vischer, which the veg- he basically taught me the Bible growing up, so I automatically trust Phil. <laughs> and I mean, he has like a really great ability to comment on um, pop culture, media, theology, and how it kind of intertwines with Christian life and Christian culture. And um, I appreciate his conversations. I mean, he talks about like the Disney princess theology or religious power versus religious liberty. And so really interesting stuff. Um, really great podcast to listen to. And he does it with a lot of fun characters. So those are two podcasts where I just want to direct people to if they're interested in continuing these types of conversations. Otherwise, let us know in, I don't know if we have comments, let us know somehow, leave a review if there's something that you would like to add to the conversation or center the conversation on, Lizzie and I are open to having extended conversations about any any and all of this stuff. So all that being said, uh, we sincerely hope you enjoy this episode. I really hope you enjoy. We are back with another episode of Big Fan Podcast. I'm I'm Nikki. I always forget to introduce myself. I'm Nikki. I'm here with Lizzie. Hello. Hello. Once again. And we have um, an episode that actually you thought of. This was Lizzie's idea. It was my idea. Which is really fun. Yeah. And it was kind of like processed after last week's episode where I was like, I think there's a lot more to our career paths and what we said. And this Ooh. is... 
where this is where it comes a from. Good snippet of it. Well, I think it it helps for us to explain what we're about to talk about, just so future episodes can kind of springboard off of it like yes. how in the last episode like you talked about your dad mm-hmm. and even the things that like i mentioned about my whole career but now we can now we don't have to say it again. like it's right. there and we can re- reference it and reiterate but those are big life experiences yes. that did not just affect our career it also yes. affected like a lot of other things yes <laughs> and so I, I think that this makes a lot of sense so yeah. we are going to talk about essentially our our faith journeys yeah um christianity in a sense but more so the relationship and our interpretations of that right yeah yeah i think we want this discussion to be centered around how is like the as two individuals who grew up not necessarily in similar households but in households with very similar beliefs um just how we moved with our faith in totally different directions um based on life experiences that we've talked about in previous episodes yeah um and like politics aside (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) politics aside we want this to be an opportunity for us to discuss but also for others to hear and listen how how christianity as a personal experience can just Mm -hmm differ mm-hmm. among individuals mm-hmm. yeah and i think that we want this this conversation to be as inclusive as possible yeah and to really draw people in yes um on the uh, because we have two different kind of experiences perspectives mm-hmm. and uh takes on some things mm-hmm. we want to just make sure that we are not going to be you know, pushing people out of this conversation, which is yes. why we're choosing to kind of center it on the... Like on our personal, on our experience. personal experience. So they can say, hey, wow, Nikki had a very interesting hey, wow. life. <laughs> <laughs> and then say, hey, wow, Lizzie had an interesting life. Yeah. And here they are. And here they are. Because we did start off on... We started off on very similar pages. Very similar pages, yes. Well, let's just get right into it then. Okay. Anything else you'd like to say first? No. Okay. Not at all. Then we'll just give an overview. We were born... (laughs) 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 Period. (laughs) No, we were born in a a very small town. Um, It's a kind of a rural suburban town, and there's like a Methodist church, a Catholic church, a Baptist church. And the Lutherans. Oh, Lutheran. Is there a Methodist church? Yep. There's probably more than that. There's more now, but when we were growing up, I don't know. Those were like the bigger ones, the biggest ones. But um, we went to the same church growing up as long as I can remember. Like literally from day one. Yeah, we've been going to the same church, doing the activities. Together. Together. You were my only friend. That's not true. I had lots of friends. We had friends. You were my closest friend. We were, I remember after church on Sunday, my parents would let me go home with your family because Sundays was your mac and cheese day. (laughs) true and we would eat mac and cheese because my parents would never cook that for me (laughs) and mac and cheese or sunday was the only day my family ate mac and cheese that's why i came (laughs) but i I remember that as long as i can remember that church was a part of our lives yeah and so with all that being said fast forward to middle school right yeah i would say middle school only because like i don't remember anything else 
Cool. I mean, that's not that's well, not true. We can't true. take super ownership over. Yeah, a lot I of see, Yeah, that's exactly it. Middle school was when like everything started. Yeah, you, we and you and I both got baptized in the lake, yeah. and that was I think when like our faith flame became mm-hmm. like a faith fire. Yes, and I think that has to do with the fact that in middle school you are kind of growing up Mm -hmm. in a sense like establishing your independence and Mm -hmm. along with that gave us freedom to do more things as individuals yeah um but fortunately for like our parents our church had like a thriving youth group back then absolutely middle school youth group was like where it was at yeah I think it definitely like that's what led me to to my flame of a faith mm-hmm. was or my fire of a faith excuse me was in was the youth programs for middle school mm-hmm. I think prior to that the other ones like fifth grade and younger I think for me was more just like fun activities that we did I agree um I don't even remember fifth grade I don't and remember fourth grade. F- I don't either. At the church. I remember these like random memories and yeah. with very specific people. Yeah. But I don't remember what grade that was in. Probably because I was with those same people every single year. Like kindergarten through senior year of high school. Yeah. But yeah. We were separated boys and girls up until sixth grade. That's one thing I remember. We were? Yeah. We did things. I remember we like learned how to sew one time, we and we did, did a lot of crafts or we did. like knitting. Maybe we had not sewing, but like knitting. a hair day. Yeah, and I for me, and this is just like my personality, and maybe this is what kind of like held me back a little bit was like I wanted to be upstairs in the gym, like playing games. Yeah, that wasn't suited towards your yeah interests. Yeah. Well, back then I don't think that there was a real program. I think the church. It was youth like, was, I think maybe middle school and, and high school had a program. Right, but younger than that. Ours felt like patched together. Yeah. In the, that could be In wrong. the fourth and fifth grade time, because K through third grade, we had FW Friends. Which was awesome. It was so much fun. <laughs> Everyone did great, loved it all. That we were the so Princess fun. Pickles one we year. Were, we were the Princess Pickles. And we would be in the sanctuary, which mm-hmm. our church has like a massive sanctuary with like stained glass windows. Yeah. And we would like run around the pews yes. as part of a song. Yes. <gasps> yes. Yeah. We weren't allowed to crawl under. I remember that was a I rule. never tried. That's I how did. we're different. <laughs> I probably watched you try. Right. <laughs> that was so fun. You're right. Yeah. That's a shame that that. But even that was run by parent volunteers yeah we never not youth youth ministry staff staff, yeah i think that's the biggest shift from like you know pre-middle school to middle school is that Mm -hmm. now we had a person whose job was to work with us yeah learn with us grow with us everything yes yeah so middle school was was when you just yeah, yeah like you said you start developing and you start being able to be your own person while still being very much influenced by mm-hmm. um uh, by the adults the older people yes and i think that um in middle school 
was the time that in our town it was so interesting because it's backwards <laughs> sometimes but in our middle school time at church it was very cool to be at church like yeah a lot of people would come a lot of people oh, would invite their friends it was so much fun it was fun and the yeah. more fun we had the more people came mm-hmm. which means you know like we got to invite some of our friends to go who didn't you know yeah necessarily go to church and we would all exist and we were like flirting a lot and we yes. would play games and that was like that got me to church was mm-hmm. the fact that like all my friends were there. Yeah. I could play games. I got to talk to people from like eighth grade. Right. When I was in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. Yeah. And I don't remember like, you know, where, I mean, obviously like developmentally we are very different people from being 10 years old to being 24 years old. But yes. like. Now that now that we're having this conversation, because we didn't prep this at all, we're kind of winging it. <laughs> we are so I'm winging it. Definitely, like okay, so absolutely, like I remember these very big feelings that I had about committing my life to Christianity. Mm-hmm. But was that because I had just spent? Because that was in eighth grade that we got baptized. Mm-hmm. Is that because I had just spent the last two years? two and a half years of just like having fun and seeing all of my older friends do that too like I don't know now yeah not that I'm like questioning my decision but I'm questioning like where that decision was rooted in well I know absolutely a thousand percent I chose to get baptized because you other people friends it was but that's the thing it was a group it was you and me Mm -hmm. and we chose three together. or four other eighth graders that we all got baptized at the same time and I remember being even like as you know recent as like a year or two afterwards knowing that that's why I did it yeah and then knowing that someday I, I would probably get baptized again because it didn't feel to me like right it, it was like it wasn't a personal yeah decision yet. and that was that was so um middle school yeah me to follow other people or even to be an instigator and be like hey let's do this yeah oh I absolutely remember having those conversations like should we yeah should we do it and I wonder because it was definitely said and like reiterated like yeah it's absolutely a personal choice like Mm -hmm. you do it when you want to do it Mm -hmm. but then it was also kind of reiterated like hey you should really do this but it's just kind of this thought process that I've had like oh that's a lot of mixed signals to send to 12 13 14 year olds right and I think it's kind of it it might not just be it can be as broad as school systems or other systems in our lives making other people feel like it's the right time for you to do something when it's not like it's a it's a systems problem probably right um and also the fact that we're living in minnesota Mm -hmm. and we had access to a lake once every year like that Mm -hmm. did not help our case because i remember thinking if i don't do it now i have to wait till next year when i'm a ninth grader when the lake thaws oh really because my because there was always those opportunities to be baptized at like the thanksgiving service or yeah something. in the tub I didn't do it. <laughs> oh that's why no i nothing against people who do that i just yeah. i remember being like the church picnics were always the most yeah and i it was pushed like you were saying really oh, quite a lot like hey this is coming up if you want to do it you can mm-hmm. it's like 
gonna be at the lake where it's gonna be a picnic all your family can come yeah almost like a it was a celebration yeah kind of in my mind a celebration and then but like selling that celebration almost as an opportunity for you which maybe we are i don't know when i'm thinking about it now because i totally agree with what we're saying i'm wondering if it was done or presented or marketed in a way that was like so much better than we're remembering yeah since we were of that age and we're becoming individuals and peer pressure is a thing that we internalized it as that like i don't know i don't think we can know i don't know i yeah i don't know if again like exactly what you're saying if what we're talking about now is our developed minds and like interpretations right or, or like what we perceive now yeah of the church i don't know yeah it's I interesting have, it is very interesting but that was yeah middle school was definitely a growing time it was i mean we had experiences basically the funnest things that we did funnest mm-hmm. yeah that's right okay the funnest things we did were rooted in either yeah. church or god we did our first two mission trips, yep. seventh and eighth grade. Mm-hmm. We did Castaway. Yeah. We did. I did Trout Lake. Yep. The funnest thing. And even things. just like you and I would walk to church after school on Wednesdays. Yeah. And sit there for three hours with our Ben Franklin dollar candies. Yes. And our hot chocolates. Tootsie rolls for two pennies. Our, those poor or cashiers when we something. dumped out our coin oh purse. Ugh. But it was when we had lots of coins, you would stop at the bakery. Oh my gosh, I don't even remember those days. We only did it like three times. Yeah, we must not have been rolling it. We were not rolling in the dough. (laughs) No, but church was was fun and it was home and it was safe. Yeah. It was safe. Yeah, and I think it it was presented in a way that always made you feel safe, Mm -hmm. which is good. The church church should feel safe. Yeah. Um, but I think the challenges come up when you realize that life is not easy, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then and then there's almost like a level of na- naiveness. Yes. Naivativity? Naivativity. Naive- <laughs> I don't know if that's Nativity? I don't know. Um, that just like mm-hmm. it poses challenges later on, I think absolutely and like i think back to the same church the Mm -hmm. same upbringing the same Mm -hmm. town but me now knowing some like behind the scenes things i mean not like churches in general yeah even my church yeah when i go to my church in my uh, my current town Mm -hmm. i am approaching it with the same i'm approaching it as me as a 24 year old yeah who has experienced life knowing that things can be taken wrong things can you know get interpreted differently and being ultra aware yes whereas when we were in middle school life is it was like here's my best friend yeah this is my best friend nikki and then i think in high school high school was also different because i think we in like eighth grade were expecting a specific individual to be our leader mm-hmm. and that didn't happen and that was a big and, thing for the church not just oh us. yeah absolutely yeah. and I think for me that was tough that was tough for me for sure like personally I was just really bummed because your do you think your brother had this previous yeah and, they and had it was the first year yeah so my brother's freshman year of high school was this guy's first year mm-hmm. as the high school youth and my leader. sister had him too like yeah he, 
He was great. Yeah, absolutely. So he had been, he was in that position then for close, if I'm doing the math correctly, which like, probably not. not. <laughs> uh, he was close. 10 years? 10 years, I think. Yeah. Um, but I remember, so for me in high school, that was definitely when uh, my faith took on a different perspective. Mm-hmm. I, I think perspective is the right word. And because I, after my dad was arrested, it was like, all of a sudden, I mean, people talked to me differently. People had conversations that normally wouldn't be had. Mm-hmm. And not regarding, like, my dad and his criminal record, but, like, you, Jesus and me and where we're oh, standing. Wow. And oh, yeah. Like, yeah, like you mentioned last week. Yeah. And I, I struggled, I should say, with anger towards the church and to be fair I was angry at everyone and everything Mm -hmm. like and I didn't understand why they just didn't get it like I it was very they just didn't get it yeah and that's fine because I guess I didn't get it either but I think the thing that is that is how I'm understanding it is even I don't know I think your the situation in high school with your dad, no one in our town or the systems knew how to, I don't think, I don't know if you can call it like trauma-based, you know, education. We didn't have um, the know-how to tackle conversations about this. Right. But you you think that churches could, mm -hmm. but I don't think we could as a church. Yeah. From what you're saying, it sounds like even I would, I don't think you and I talked about a lot of that stuff in high school. Not... It was, if we did, it was closer to, like, senior year when things yeah. had... when you're processing. Yeah. Because I remember, in my mind, especially right after it happened with your dad, I was like, I'm never going to mention that because when she's with me, we're going to have so much fun. Yeah. Like, I was... Like, I, I was, because I was at your house. Well, I was, my mom said I couldn't go to your house after it happened because... Yeah. You should have came over. Well, people were apparently, like, asking your family... Oh, really? What's, I think, is why my mom didn't let me go over to your house. Um, Which was... I get... There are absolutely things that we don't know. Right. But me, as a, as a high schooler, I was like, where's my best friend? Right. I can't why get in touch with her. Yeah. <laughs> I... But I went to your house, like, maybe three or four days later. Yeah, you did. And it was fun. Days. We took... We took fall pictures. We took fall <laughs> pictures together. Yeah, I remember that. And so it was very much um, things were just shoved under the rug that really needed to not be shoved under the rug um, and needed Absolutely. to be talked about. Yeah. Um, and I think as far as my faith went, understanding the anger that I held, I also, the anger was, was, stemming from obviously the situation Mm -hmm. but these little other factors like where's the grace like I understand my dad screwed up but we talk a big talk of becoming like Jesus in Mm -hmm. a lot of you not just people within the church but like in the in the community yeah who perhaps claim to be followers of Jesus and who want to be like him are not 
being like him mm-hmm. and are calling out our family in really mm-hmm. horrible ways and placing blame in areas or on people that shouldn't be blamed. Mm-hmm. And I think for me then, uh, my f- faith became, I think that was the first part of me recognizing that the church is not where I should be um, putting my faith in. And Mm -hmm. the church is not whom I should be learning from. Mm -hmm. And the church is not whom I should be looking to. And And everything, what I should be doing is putting my faith in Jesus and putting my faith in the word and putting faith in my relationship with Jesus and and um learning from the Bible from a personal experience absolutely 100% like listen to people who have studied the Bible yeah and and take that Mm -hmm. but also do it yourself yeah with like essentially like with a grain of salt and then apply what they say to your life meaning it probably will need to be tweaked a little bit like Mm -hmm one man's experience is not another man's experience. Mm-hmm. And so I think what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is that like my faith journey in high school really became, um, it went, I went through the motions more because that church was the only place that I had. And I was like, I still want Jesus, but. And I still want these friends. Yeah, but. Or, you know. Right, but I'm not. Did you, do you it. think that you were able to, identify that feeling what you just said which I agree with in the like in high school or has it been like years no I everything Mm. from freshman every feeling I say about freshman year onward has been processed and like explored in the last two years probably good for you yeah because 1000 percent what you're saying is we make these these churches out to be like the end all be all in these especially small towns when it is mm-hmm. the end all be all because mm-hmm. it's your one connection to God. Yeah. When it really like what you said comes down to just personal relationship. Yeah. And especially nowadays, we need to be doing our own studying, right. listening, learning. Mm-hmm. Whether that comes from a pastor every Sunday who mm-hmm. you trust and you can get behind, or if that's just you in your room on a podcast listening to something. Yeah. Like, whatever that be, I think that there's absolutely merit in that. Yes. And so, but I, as someone who was very close with you in high school, didn't know you were so angry. Thousand yeah. percent. And we've talked about it a little bit over the last couple, like, years. Yeah. Just, like, everything in high school. I mean, it's been ten years now. Which is crazy to me. Right. We had some fun times in high school. Absolutely. We also had deep talks about God. Yeah. In high school. Like, you did not turn away from God. No. But I, I, but I do understand that the overall system, you were just, like... Yeah. I was, I, that's exactly, like, I was let respond. down by a system. I think we need to be able to say that I had an experience that was poor and here's what I've learned from it Mm -hmm. and, you know. And your faith is not the church and your faith is not the people of the church. Where you learn and what you learn, take it with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, Jesus is a personal guy. Um, Your perspective as it has been altered Mm -hmm. based on your experiences to learn from someone else, you need to 
make sure that that person also understands and affirms <laughs> the perspective that you have. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, we... That's the case for a lot of people. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I and see. I think <clears throat> we grew up in such a... Um, in, in a town where, you know, bad things didn't happen. Yeah. And 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 saying that like as a blanket statement absolutely like bad things happened and Mm -hmm. there were there was just there was grief and sadness all over the place but it was never as public Mm -hmm. and it was never um as as it never involved a prevalent family and i'm not trying to say like that we were these hoity-toity big wigs mm-hmm. but we were well known mm-hmm. within the community and so i think when something like that happens no one knows what to do yes and absolutely agree that's i also think i thought i'm just reflecting on i certainly didn't have these thoughts 10 years ago but i wanted to make sure that even if we didn't know what to do, that everyone was comfortable. And that wasn't the case mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. But what would you say your high school faith was like then? <clears throat> um, I mean, in comparison, <laughs> I think that my family is a church family, mm-hmm. in a sense. Like, we were... We were very involved absolutely as yours was and I think the one thing that sticks out to me is that there was a like a, a curve to our freshman year sophomore year junior year mm-hmm. senior year where middle school everything was like yes this is the greatest church yeah. we love it so cool that you're a Christian mm-hmm. um and then as freshman year came and gone and was it freshman year or sophomore year when your dad was... My dad was arrested freshman year. Like, very beginning of freshman October. year. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so freshman year then was, I, I guess... remember the month. Good for you. You said it in the last episode. Oh, did I? I've been editing it so oh, much. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, the trajectory where I just felt like there was a sharp decline in my fervor mm-hmm. for church um, activities. Yes. And it kind of... It, it translated to me when I felt so like distant from the church mm-hmm. it translated like you are distant from god mm-hmm. because to me god is the church yeah <laughs> you know like what you're saying right and i also like my, my life not a lot of bad things have happened mm-hmm. especially leading up to like when your dad was arrested and when megan was hurt she got in a car crash yeah two biggest things in my adolescent life and right. they didn't happen to me yeah they happened to my best friends right so until those things happened um life was good god is good and then all of a sudden there was like the, it was the first dissonance mm-hmm. and i interpreted it as um you know, people started leaving the church or I started mm-hmm. noticing opinions about God and mm-hmm. um, people went to a different church and I was all of a sudden like the one of the only girls in the grade who went to church. Yeah. And then, but I kept going because, you know, my family went and yep. I tried to make it like a part of my life, but then I would go to school and I want to be popular and I want to yes. have a boyfriend. And it just felt to me like every time that I pulled away from the church, 
I pulled away from God. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest um, thing I can remember feeling. Yes. But it didn't. That's a great way to say that. Which is also like, obviously I can say that now. Yeah. Looking we didn't back, feel that. we were just doing life. Yeah. But it, I never, I mean, there were times when, when, especially when your dad was arrested, that I remember being like, you know, this is, this is like, what you're doing, God? Like, what's going on? Yeah. But I never once, like, denounced him. Absolutely. Sure. But yeah. I remember being so skeptic of a lot of things. And it's not just God. I just wanted to figure it out. And I yeah. feel like our church didn't go into, like, we didn't go into the depths of Christianity, like, beliefs. We mm-hmm. go into God is God is your friend. God is here for you. Yeah. Look to him. But we didn't go into, like, so, like, what is heaven really like? Or, like, right. what, how did you, how do you interpret the Bible? We yeah. never talk about We never that. talked about stuff that are, that's challenging and yet still needs to be talked about. But I blame it on Thea Loman's AP uh, literature class. Oh, really? <laughs> because she taught us to argue every argument, to find everything. I don't remember that. Were you in AP? I was. We sat next to each other. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. Or you sat behind me. I think I sat next I sat to by, Noah. I sat by, like, Kaylin. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. was a chunk. We had a great table. We did. Group. We were some brilliant people. Well, we had Kaylin and Noah. Yeah. <laughs> you and I. You and I tagged sweat. along. We tagged along for sure. But mm-hmm. I remember going through high school being, like, especially in my first year of college, being like, mm-hmm. whoa, I have to decide if I'm, like, a Calvinist or, like, not. Like, it was so right. confusing. I... Kind of, like, piggybacking off of what you were saying as far as, like, our participation in the church. I remember I, I, and this is something, like, I remember noticing in myself is I was showing up late more and more often, Mm -hmm. like, after things had started. And I just sat in the back. Like, I still wanted to be there, but, like, I didn't care if I was late. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I just stopped going youth group on Wednesday nights yeah. I think and I it was either Sundays or Wednesday well there's Wednesday Wednesdays yeah and I remember I had a conversation with my mom about this and I was like I'm not getting joy out of my faith anymore mm. and um I continued to go somewhere else on Wednesdays and after I can't remember I can't remember what I did but I would go somewhere else on Wednesdays and although it was very much like an introduction to Jesus sort of youth group, mm-hmm. I got so much more joy out of that and mm-hmm. being able to learn, um, you know, some, even though I had already, already knew it, I learned a different perspective of it every mm-hmm. single week. And that's when I really was like, oh, like the church isn't all... No. That. And the church isn't... Like you said, the church isn't the end-all be-all, but we put it in that, in yeah. that frame. But also, there's so many churches. Like, right? Maybe it was just that, that was exactly what you needed. Yeah. And so then you went to this new place. Yeah. And like that, we need to be okay with that. Right. You know? It's okay not to go to where your parents went. It's okay yeah. not to go to the place you've always gone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay to change things up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, high school was very yeah. interesting as far as like the church as. A fellowship and mm-hmm. the church as um, a place where you and I felt comfortable. Different. I think that I not. lasted. I mean, I went to the youth group all throughout high school. Mm-hmm. What I enjoyed about it, and I am think I was thinking back about it over the weekend, and thinking that I think of middle school as like a nonstop party. 
Yes. And then I think of high school kind of like it dragged on a little bit. Yeah. But I've had, I can think back to some awesome, awesome times in high school. Absolutely. So awesome. And I, I think of like, we kind of became semi-leaders. Yeah. Of a small group. Yeah. Not by our choice. Just because nope. we talked a lot. Yep. <laughs> and I went on like a bunch of different like volunteer trips. Yeah. I got to know people from other grades. And I remember the most fun that I can remember is you were like the most fun person in the youth group to me. We were the closest. Yeah. So when you came, it was like, this is the best day ever. Yeah. But I noticed that you stopped coming a lot, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't just you. A lot of people stopped coming. Yeah. And so I would draw closer with new people and I had a lot of fun with them, like people who were older than me or people Mm -hmm. who were younger than me. And I made really good friends that I probably wouldn't have. Yeah. And so even... even though even though high school was different than middle school to me there were redeeming moments where it it was enough where I still had faith in the church yeah because I I'm not really one to um sit in unhappiness yeah sense like you're probably the same where you went somewhere Mm -hmm. and I was just like no I'm gonna make this fun yeah and I needed to have that if I'm choosing to go somewhere on Wednesday night like, it can't just be awful. Right. <laughs> I need to have friends. I need to have yeah. fun. And it was that. And so I remember, like, decline of friends. Oh. Sharp decline. For sure. Like, sharp decline. Yes. And I was kind of, I got a chip on my shoulder. Like, I'm the only one who's here. Mm-hmm. I would get kind of angry that, like, oh, you chose to come tonight? Yeah. Oh, I came here every single night since, yeah. like, <laughs> like, you know? I don't know. I have a lot more after high school mm-hmm. in my own development because middle school and high school was kind of almost defined by experience and friends. And, and like, probably you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I would say... More than anyone? I would say the right? same about you is, like, you are half the reason I went to church. You know, like... Right. I would go because you were there. Mm-hmm. And... Not to say, like, senior year when it was really tough and I stopped going. Like, it wasn't because I got sick of being friends with you. Like, I right. that's not the case at all. It oh, was no, because obviously. I really was focusing on, like, I'm not enjoying this. Why am I being forced to... I wasn't being forced. But why am I willingly going somewhere that I don't enjoy mm-hmm. um, for something that I really value, mm-hmm. which was my faith. And so I just dipped out. Peace out. I came on small group nights. Yeah. I do you remember that? You used to ask, wouldn't you? You'd be like, is it a small group night? Yeah. Those were fun nights. Yep. And then we also have like good, we have good dinners and things. You would come to dinner. Oh, absolutely. I came, I would, and then I would figure out if it was a small group night. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways. But then college. College. Both the. Yeah, college was a oofda. I know nothing it's, about your faith journey in college. It's been an oofda since college. It hasn't it, stopped it, being an oofda. It's a continuous <laughs> oofda. <laughs> yeah. No, I honestly, like, all I really know about your faith journey in college is what you said on the other brief podcasts? snippets of other podcast episodes. Yeah. Wow. Which isn't really about other. your faith, but. It all kind of wraps up, I yeah. suppose. Goes. So okay. I went to a university that is private christian university so i was yeah. entering into another christian system yes willingly i wanted to go so i remember the moving into the university and experiencing pure joy 
that I was with other Christians who wanted to be Christians who yeah. were there because they were Christians and I was I I don't because of the sharp decline in high school I really appreciated it that everyone knew I was a Christian mm. and almost lifted it up yeah because in high school I was I was a, I was known as a very Christian person like yeah I think I, I would was. argue that we both were yes but I wanted so much of us the secular things that the secular world brings that mm-hmm. I would be like a Christian to like my Christian friends and then I would try to like be as non-Christian as possible to my non-Christian friends mm-hmm. and I hated that that I had to split yeah Hannah Montanish yeah and then at college I was like oh finally I can like be who I feel like I am which is this person who really values this faith yeah and I was intrigued because everyone was so different but we all had like we all had the same similarity yeah and it was like the biggest pool of Christians I've ever been around. And they were fun and funny and I loved it. I loved my first year of college. But I was um, hit with a lot of those big questions that we talked about. Especially when you go into like a big Christian circle. You start to be like, okay, but you are worshiping here. But then tomorrow you're going to party. And then right. like all of a sudden... I was hit with those things, which in high school, no one talked about partying around mm-hmm. me. But um, there's a lot of traditions at Bethel that are rooted in Christianity. Mm-hmm. And they happen, like, the first couple months of the year to get you, like, meeting people and, like, yeah. talking about your faith. But I was so, like, newly independent and confused that I really struggled with, like, going to, like, a foot washing ceremony with people who were, like telling me about what they were doing yesterday and mm-hmm. that didn't like align well with me yeah I hated it because it looked so two-faced yeah and I would hear rumors and I just just like ugh, again like yeah we have to continually deal with this yeah so one night in like fall of my freshman year um I was at a foot washing ceremony which is more common than you think at Bethel we love yeah. them and People were bawling, just crying, because that's what you do at foot washing ceremonies. exactly what you do. You're playing some hill song in the back, the lights on, there's a big cross in front of you, and my whole floor got their feet washed, and they were all crying, and I was just sitting there in silence, like, I need to get out of this room, and I will not let them touch my feet, because I don't know if I believe this anymore in the I Christian just didn't faith. know yeah because I was like who is God that that you say you worship him and I say I worship him but mm-hmm. you are so directly just based on what I've seen yeah. and heard that's not the Christianity I grew up with yeah and I was so baffled by that and also you're asked these huge questions yeah huge questions about God as if you know the answer or can talk about it right and I couldn't talk about it but that was my whole identity. That's so fascinating. I think it happens more than we think. Absolutely. And I think like with your question of you say this about your faith and your beliefs and you do this. Yeah. See, I like I experienced that when my dad was arrested. Mm. But I still knew that my dad loved Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I still, and so my, I, I guess, was ahead of you in that, in uh-huh. just like, no, humans suck. We and we screw up all the sense. time. Yes. And that's, oh, and I just experienced that mm-hmm. before you did. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was like, the things that I feel like I knew 
in my life I was not going to struggle with. Mm-hmm. I I know that I'm not going to struggle with alcohol. Yeah. With drugs. I know this. And even as far as high school, I knew that that was not the struggle that God put in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I believe my struggle is being a lukewarm Christian, which yeah. is a whole other episode. But that's what I think that God put in my life for me yeah. to work on. And so I was sitting there like, I, I don't know you. I can't imagine doing the things that you do because that's not my struggle Mm -hmm. so I can't empathize with you because I don't do that and so I it was so hard for me to be like God forgives you it's okay to be here in a foot washing ceremony when you were doing these things yeah because I don't struggle with that struggle so Mm -hmm. it was this whole thing interesting so fascinating and so Mm -hmm. I was like bawling obviously because that was my whole identity yeah and I was starting to think if I'm not a Christian what am I right so I walked to my sister's dorm, yeah, which is like 10 minutes away. It's like midnight, but it's college. <laughs> everyone's so I, up still. Everyone's up. And, you know, I can't get into a dorm because it's locked. So I yell to her upstairs window on like the third floor. Don't you have a phone? No, for some reason I didn't. I remember she wasn't answering. Okay. But I remember yelling and being like, Megan, 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 and just crying. And her, her roommate was at the window, and it was open. She heard me, let me in, saw my face, and was like, I'll get your sister. <laughs> and I sat with my sister, and I told her, like, I don't know what I believe anymore. And yeah. she was like, Nikki, I went through a similar thing my freshman year. Yeah. Which, if you know my sister, she's like the holiest that of all holies. The, that's, yeah. It's huge. It was the most helpful thing for me to hear. Yeah. Because I look up to my sister a ton. For sure. And, so and I, to hear, like, other people who believe what you believe struggle all the time. That's why yeah. it's faith. Yes. And she was so encouraging. She said, Nikki, what I want you to do is you just need to, like, um, find a speaker that you love or, like, music that you love and just write your thoughts down. Just journal, mm. whatever. And if it is, like, questions or if it's... um skeptical thoughts write them down and then if you want we can talk about them I was just so and honestly she was probably the reason why I left there not feeling as I felt walking to her dorm yeah and after then after then after that I I don't remember struggling anymore wow well I mean obviously I still struggle but in that sense which was so extreme I don't remember did you do what she said nope Oh no! <laughs> people tell me <laughs> people tell me to journal all the time. I don't. I just don't vibe. I don't vibe. Yeah. Okay. But um, I took up. I. I mean, I did conversations more so. Yeah. I have to talk through things. Obviously. No, that's fair. I do. I do too. And it was kind of more so the fact that she wanted to chat, that she was like opening that up yeah. for me. That I was like, there's still, and it was just the sense of familiarity also. For sure. I love to yeah, good. that comfort of, you know, you are in a community that is what you grew up in mm-hmm. as far as, like, beliefs and whatnot, but, like, it's still not what you grew up in. There's just so and you many need more that. perspectives than yeah. I had thought. And it was, it was a bitter pill to swallow knowing that there was so much work to do for me to get to where I felt like I understood this mm-hmm. faith again. Yeah. But I think that's what we're called to do as Christians is to continuously learn. For sure. And I for sure. That's a struggle for me who wants to be done and an right. expert. I don't want to put in the effort. Yeah. But that was kind of the biggest shock I've ever had. 
Right. Who am I? I feel like I still don't know who I am. Same. <laughs> I'm still working on it. No, I had, yeah, wow, I had no idea. Because I always, like, looked at you as that, like, you are See, my exactly. Megan. Yeah. And, but, yeah, you were my, you were my Jesus Megan of just, like. Yeah. I looked to you. I think but we then, all need someone like that. Yeah. But then, like, we all need that person to have that person, too. Yes. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if... I don't know. Okay. Okay. Close that thought down. Okay. We'll get Shut to it. Shut down. Yeah. So, tell me about your... Did you have anything big during your first couple of years of college? Because you had a... Yeah, different experience I did. just in your university. Yeah, I went to a public state university. Yeah. It's not a state university. It's a public school. It feels like a state university. Yeah. It's not, It's a, but it's a public school. It's a okay. public university. Um, and... Is it not called... Can I say it? Yeah, you can say it. University of Wisconsin-Hudson? Or no. is it not? Is it just... All right, well, it's River, River Falls. Falls. <laughs> <laughs> University of Wisconsin River Falls. Right, but I th- I always thought like state universities were like Mankato State University. I mean they. Are. Oh no, University of Duluth is a state school. University of. <laughs> <laughs> your confusion on your face. University of Minnesota Duluth is a state school. You knew that, right? Well, I no, I genuinely thought there was a difference between like Mankato State University and University of Minnesota Duluth. I actually don't know, and I don't think I should be talking so confidently. Okay, well now everyone knows I went to yeah. University of Wisconsin <laughs> River Falls. Sorry. It's a public university. Yeah, um, <laughs> and it was. Um, I had every intention of participating in like. Oh, what's it called? Not Link Crew, but Crew like and InterVarsity. Oh, um, yeah. And, and I did. In the beginning, I participated maybe for like a month. And I kind of had a similar experience, but like on the opposite side of the spectrum, mm-hmm. where they, the individuals I was talking with and meeting with and discussing Jesus with were very like, it's this way or the highway and you can't get off this road. Like, you can't Oof. veer away from from Jesus. And I was like, yeah, you can. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was speaking solely on the fact that, like, of the experience with my dad. And I really struggled with, like, if... Am I really a Christian if I like to do these things that they're saying I shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. or shouldn't like to do? Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know what the answer. I don't know what it should what I should be saying I right mean, now. The typical college Christian would be like go to church on Sunday, yeah, read the Bible, yeah, and don't I, and swear, I don't and gossip. Didn't do <laughs> yeah. any or I didn't follow that at all. Yeah. And, like, I didn't go to church. I tried. Like, my roommate mm-hmm. and I both, like, really tried to find a church. Um, but we just didn't find one that we vibed with. Yeah. Um, that wasn't closer to the cities, and we just didn't want to drive that. Yeah. 
Um, it's a different area over there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then, like, our, this is how we did devotions. We'd open the Bible and, like, have our eyes closed and open the Bible and then just, like, point. <laughs> and we would talk about that verse. I That's, love that. We only did it a couple times. But I think it's awesome. Um, we also did that with Fifty Shades of Grey. So, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we, like, that was just how we did life. And so it was really, um, their interpretations of what Christianity was were just so far removed from mm-hmm. what I um, had, had experienced and yeah. lived. And I was like, I still love Jesus. I wanted people to experience a love like no other mm-hmm. from me and therefore like they're like a reflection of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like I think as far as what I had experienced in high school with like the struggle with you say you want to be like Jesus and ex- do show grace, but you're not doing that. I mm-hmm. also like that's an interpretation of me. Like that's an interpretation of love, mm-hmm. and I didn't see that in in these groups that I participate or tried to participate in. Mm-hmm. And um, I think what I, I guess what I was trying to express just now is like my faith then was I'm just gonna love people and that's how my faith that's the biggest part of my faith for me is just loving people like Jesus loves Mm -hmm. and that means hanging out with people you wouldn't hang out with and like that doesn't make that's not an excuse for like bad behavior Mm -hmm. necessarily but what I did wasn't bad behavior either like I wasn't a wild child no yeah so um I definitely just didn't want to fit into this box that I had so often seen drawn for me as far as being a white girl who identifies as a Christian mm-hmm. and um yeah that those were my, that was my first I would say that was up until, like, junior, senior year-ish time. Like, it went through, like, that was my mindset throughout college. But I, like, it's interesting, though, because, like, I would say, so I think, so as a server, like, I interact with a lot of different people. And there's, I've had these really wonderful opportunities to spend time talking with, uh, they're not clients. Guests. <laughs> at, at students. Students <laughs> at the restaurant. And there's been just a couple times where people I've had gone really far in conversation and have been able to talk about my faith and not been like, okay, are you ready to accept Jesus into your right. heart? But like, oh man, life sucked. And you know what? I didn't like God for a while. But, like, then I came back to it and was, like, actually, wait, like, like things were fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, that wasn't just me doing that. Like, yeah. it was God working in my life mm-hmm. and working within my family and working wherever. And I remember, and it didn't happen a lot, but almost every single conversation that, like, happened where I got to talk like that, um guests would mention my appearance really and like 
oh, but you have, like, you have all these tattoos. Or yeah. not all. I have three noticeable ones if I'm wearing a t-shirt and uh-huh. shorts. Um, or you have um, so many piercings. And I'm like, yeah, there's, like, you can't see some of them either. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. it, and so it was very interesting having those kind of conversations with, like, yeah, you don't have to fit in this cookie cutter. And that's based on physical appearance. Mm-hmm. You know, we've dwindled down Christianity so small and, and into such a small box that mm-hmm. I don't look like a Christian to some people because I have uh, 14, 15 piercings and five tattoos. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah, um, I feel like a very interesting adaptation of that is when I went to Korea and I was like the only Minnesotan Mm -hmm. in my group the only um there was one other Christian Enoch was a Christian Enoch's my man but I remember being so confronted by being in this foreign country with this group of American students who I've never met before but they're going to be my friends because they have to be they have to be and they were talking about these things that I just wasn't interested in doing I knew in my heart that there was that dissonance again where I was like I'm not gonna have a fun semester if I'm sitting here faking that I'm enjoying those things Mm -hmm. but also if I tell them that I'm a Christian I could also be separating myself from them the risk was huge for me yeah and it was the second day and it was happening enough there was a group of girls who were obviously not popular but they were just like fun to be around Mm -hmm. lots of people want to be with them and they were kind of like letting me into their circle yeah and I was so excited because I was like this is awesome I, I feel like I'm like being accepted and we were sitting in a ramen shop and they were talking about what they were going to do for the weekend yeah we were trying to plan and I literally just like had to like something came over me and I didn't want to but I was like guys I have to tell you I'm a Christian <laughs> and some of the things that we're talking about like I don't think I'm gonna do it doesn't mean that you don't have to yeah. like I just maybe I'll come, but I maybe won't participate. Yeah. And I tried to be like, and they could, they said like, well, how how Christian are you? And I was like, yeah, pretty Christian. <laughs> I'm pretty there. Yeah. Um, and we were all still friends. They loved me. We hung out a lot. Yeah. They loved me. <laughs> I loved them too. <laughs> we had a great time, but I remember being having to be so bold in my faith, mm-hmm. but also trying to. I felt that stereotype of the Christian, and I actively I actively was like trust me like no I'm not like that yeah and that's just like sad to me because I Christianity isn't something that I'm ashamed of right but I felt like that cookie cutter Christian I was ashamed of her yeah and so throughout the course of being abroad um I found a church that I loved yeah and the only other people who I could get to come with me was this girl tatted up piercings like tip her hair was like dyed three colors wore very baggy clothing dark clothing she swore a lot smoked a lot she came with me to church too right and that was the first time I was like oh this makes sense to me yeah like we're here for Jesus yeah we're not here for For I'm not here to call you out right you're not here to call me out and as the semester went on I I felt so confident in yeah. my faith 
I grew, I felt stronger because I was with new people with new perspectives. Mm-hmm. I was bringing more people who were just curious. Yeah. We had like conversations about the Bible on the subway. Like I felt like God put me in that place to be able to like open up this extended stereotype. Yeah. And I mean, it had repercussions when I got back to Bethel and people tried to push me back into this box. Yep. Which my students go through a lot. We have a lot of conversations about that. Oh, I believe it. Because it's a huge thing. You come back and you're like, well, why aren't we, you know, singing from the rooftops? Why are we sitting so nicely in our pews? Right. So my whole faith expanded massively because it had to. Mm -hmm. That was another very influential time. Yeah. That's only sophomore year. I know. Crazy. Smooth sailing until the end. No, that's a lie. Interesting. I mean, I think, and I think that's so cool that we do have, we have these opportunities to, when you leave your bubble, whether that's the bubble of our hometown or the bubble of the university you choose to go to, Mm -hmm. when you leave that bubble, you learn that lots of people love Jesus and lots of people love Jesus differently than you. Mm -hmm. And that's okay because what matters matters is they love Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's a, it's, yeah, it's a whole thing. But I also think that's why study abroad is so awesome. It's because you have to deal with your demons a little bit. Yeah. And things you didn't even know that you were experiencing. Mm Mm-hmm. But. Interesting. Yeah. Past that, have you had anything else? Um, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have. And I think it's been more, um geared around my faith journey has been more geared around um kind of a disheartening feeling around organized religion Mm -hmm. um and i've really just been struggling with like there were things that i was taught and there were things um that be, based on what I do now um for instance like my interpretation was that homosexuals anyone of the LGBTQ community whether homosexual or not or other like another identity couldn't love Jesus like it wasn't like that was my perspective for so long was like Mm -hmm. how can you love Jesus and then you know like I knew and loved many people who identified as part of the LGBTQ LGBTQ community and I was like hold up what is going on here (laughs) there's some dissonance there and then like other I really struggled with really like processing we went on all of these these mission trips mm-hmm. and beautiful wonderful experiences for me what impact did we have in those communities on any level mm-hmm. whatever they may be and but also we're spending lots of dollars on these trips Mm -hmm. and not really doing a lot in our communities and I really have been struggling with that that like I've went I spent 
lots of money on those trips that we went to out of state, mm-hmm. out of the country. And we have communities here drive three minutes down the road and mm-hmm. we, there's those dollars could have gone there. You know, like it's I really have just been struggling with this why are we so infatuated with anything and everything outside of our bubble when our bubble is falling apart? Mm-hmm. Um, and by bubble, in this sense, I mean like community mm-hmm. um, and where where we live. Mm-hmm. I think as we grow older, there are going to be a lot more of those things that we become aware of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean... I think that there's merit in processing all of that. I think Absolutely. that I, it was very obvious, like the trips that we took out of country had a waiting list. Mm-hmm. And then I went on a trip in like another state and mm-hmm. we had about four people, four students. We had the minimum amount of students to come. Yeah. And I realized like we are, I am about seven hours from my hometown there's so much more to be done here mm-hmm. than we think. And we, we wait for these big things to happen, Yeah, yet we're here. But with that being said, we were in 7th se- grade, 8th grade. Mm-hmm. We did not have, I don't think, the means to understand because our education didn't have the means right. to provide an understanding about a lot of these bigger social issues Mm -hmm. maybe how we can be more of a support for our communities things like that and just us relocating that act alone opens you up to so many more so much you know options but I think I need to understand that you and I might not go to the same church yeah and that's something that now that we are done with school and live adult lives like I think that's an aspect that I still hold on to of like, well, Nikki's my yeah, person. me too. And we have to do everything together. And, and my church is her. Like, while I think, like, you're more than welcome to come. Right. I need to not assume that because we grew up in the same church, you're going to love it. That it's going to be the same. Yeah. Because I think that we might have, you know, in like the core doctrine, mm-hmm. different perspectives. Absolutely. Like what you were saying. Right. right. So. And I think one thing, and this is something actually my mom is doing right now, and I'm like, oh, this is very intriguing. Um, mm. She is with, so she's um, on Sun, not anymore, because there's a pandemic. Right. Um, but prior to the pandemic, she was going to a friend's house, and it was like maybe 10 people. And they didn't. They didn't call it home church. They didn't call it youth small group. Yeah. They they're not youth. Like they're not old, but they're not youth. Um, <laughs> cute. They, old group. Old group. <laughs> Sorry, Terry. <laughs> um, but it was. This is how did my mom just? It was something like, you know, at church, we often talk about, and this is just like church as a whole like a big organization not specifically the one that we grew up in Mm -hmm. um but she's like you know at church we talk about jesus and i don't remember if she said fluffiness or or something like that Mm -hmm. she goes and i'm okay with that but and and it's comforting and it's good and she goes but here with these people we talk about jesus and shit and we talk about (laughs) real life and Mm -hmm. she goes and that's 
what I need. And I was like, oh my gosh, mom, I need Jesus and shit in my life. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I just need that small community. I think, right? I, well, that's what the Bible wants for us. Right, exactly. And I, the I mean, the, the fellowship, like, we want to be yearning for that. And yeah, we need to be in community. Yeah. It doesn't have to be 800 people on a Sunday. Right, and I five. think that's where... Um, like for me, I need that small community mm-hmm. to talk about Jesus and shit. And Aww. sometimes we can talk about fluffiness. Absolutely, because fluffy. I am. I love good fluffy stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I love it. Me too. But in, I think in it, the realness. In the realness, yeah, and in the job that I work and my experiences i think i'm more of a tough love sort of person mm-hmm. tough faith sort of person mm-hmm. and you don't always experience that within a congregation of 800 people because that can ruffle some feathers yeah. and nobody wants that yeah apparently apparently so. yeah i mean there's so many there's so many facets to what we're experiencing now. Right. Like we said in like a last podcast, we're still in the trenches. Absolutely. <laughs> we're still figuring it out. Absolutely. But I do think that one thing I want my life to affirm, kind of like how you said you want your life to be, you want to be loving others as mm-hmm. a lead in to show the love that God has yeah. for each one of us. What I want to show in how I'm living is a similar concept, but more so that popular media or secular world, mm-hmm. they have things that young people now think are very cool, very popular, mm-hmm. um, and it's very mainstream now, yet I still don't like, I don't roll like that, just yeah. me, you know me, I just, I won't, we didn't even have liquor at our wedding, like, yeah. we, we just, I don't, I don't have tattoos, I don't have yeah. even, active piercings I think they closed up (laughs) but I I want people to know that like you don't have you can be like that right you don't have to can and honestly like the bible calls us to like you know push away from the secular world and you know live Mm -hmm. for Christ and to be that it can be something that looks so boring as me in my look for (laughs) but that's what people think of me i mean not me but christians yeah and christians who follow what i follow a little more traditional a little more conservative they think oh you're so boring you need to understand me and be able to be able to say you can still live a very loving life absolutely and you can be fun Mm -hmm. and i think people like i spent so much of my high school pretending like i'm into things that i'm not Mm-hmm. to be cool and I it takes so much effort oh I struggle with that to this day I thought I'd be done with it <laughs> but like I don't know the world wants us to be different people and I just feel like I I need to really set my sights on God mm-hmm. that's just my personal interpretation and that's what I want yeah. people to leave this podcast knowing about me yeah so I don't know if that wraps things up I feel almost more like more like there's more to say yeah oh no i think but i don't have words there is because we said a lot we did say a lot but i think that kind of goes to show what that this is an ongoing conversation lifelong journey for sure 
let's just do our big fans then. Yeah. You go first. Oh, oh sorry. I can go first. If you're ready. I'm ready. Please go. I'm a big fan of this new microphone we're using. Yes. <gasps> we can have... you guys tell a difference? Is it ASMR? <laughs> I hope it is <laughs> not like awful audio. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's kind of like the first man today would have been the day for me to eat all those strawberries during the yeah middle of recording if you couldn't hear it last week we had blueberries <laughs> we had drinks but this microphone can catch a lot i think so yeah i'm excited to see if it matters maybe make it easier in like editing i don't know that's a nice but i'm a big fan of it nice i am too i'm really i mean that's not my big fan because you know that our our audience has doubled i know thank you thank people you. you little newbies look and we have like over 200 listens <gasps> we've been blowing up whoa so we literally for listens doubled since wednesday when thursday 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 was when it was posted so thursday yep. Friday, and thursday, we in four days that's crazy. Crazy. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. You week. don't need to split your earnings with me until it's like 500 and then I'll ask for some. I, t- I told my mom, I was like, I'm sorry to feel bad because Lizzie's like an, a constant co-host. I feel like I should split my earnings and my mom's like, nah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want your money yet. Well, once I make a lot, maybe I'll give it Maybe at like $50 actually, not 500 Um... Oh my gosh. I'm a big fan of going on walks. I haven't done it for like three days. And we have this lovely trail that goes down to the river, which isn't super lovely right now because it's under construction, but um, not the river, but like the park next to the river Ah. is under construction. But it's always so fun because I see, I normally go at the, around the same time every day. Mm-hmm. And I see the same people almost every day. There's a lady with a beagle. Yes. There's this, like, I think they're brother and sister. There's this old man with a camera. And... What is he taking pictures of? Uh, I don't know because he's never taking pictures when I see him. He just has the camera? Yeah. Maybe he's a bird photographer. I wouldn't be surprised. You should ask him next time. I could. I'm, I'm usually, like, hustling, though. Like, I'm power Are you a walking. fast walker? Yeah, because I don't like running. I don't like putting in... You're, like, that close I'm to so be a runner? I'm so close to being, a, like, a jogger, and I'm like, nope, I'm just going to keep power walking. Do you wear tennis shoes? Absolutely. I challenge you just to pick up the pace a little I'm, bit. No. On the, my dad... I decline that challenge. No. <laughs> Listen. No, can I... I Maybe on the way down to the river, but the way back yes. up... That's what my dad says to do. miserable. Don't run up. Don't it's ever run up. Terrible. Only run downhills. I mean, you're okay. already going fast. I am. Um, then you just stop and then you keep. Okay. Yeah. It's it, you can do whatever you want. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but I get that because when I run, I see the same people, like every day, constantly. Yeah. It's kind of fun. You should stop and say hi. What's your name next time? Yeah, I can maybe do that. I also just like love. Just, like, marveling in the beauty of it all. Amen. I noticed right as quarantine hit and the snow was melting Mm -hmm. and we were all taking walks, you know, Mm -hmm. I was, like, blown away by the amount of, like, birds I heard. Mm -hmm. And I kept saying to Jigon, like, 
do you think that there's like an excess amount of birds right now or did we just not notice <laughs> did we it? just not pay attention to i don't such think we things. noticed it before yeah but also like springtime in minnesota is crummy pretty much until may yeah we were lucky and this year we were at oh yeah this was like a really nice it spring was. um but like birds come out in springtime and they come out before humans do so they do we just got lucky this year like you said with the weather so. yeah and the quarantine yeah, we got so lucky with quarantine. So lucky with the quarantine. <laughs> it's going to be fascinating because you obviously like your walks and I like my runs as we start work again. Mm-hmm. I've been like trying to figure out how I'm going to... I'm not a morning person, so anyone who suggests that I go in the morning can not suggest that. I know, but I'm also not an after work person, which means <laughs> there's nothing left. Nope. Yeah, you're stuck. I don't mind after work. Because you get done earlier. Yeah, I get done, I think I can leave at, like, 3. That's awesome. I think. Maybe 3.30. One time I went to a, I was student teaching at a school that started at 7.30 and ended at 2. Yeah, no, the one I'm at starts at 7.45 and ends at 2.15. But, like... You have to stay until 3? I don't... No, I've never had to take lunch breaks, and apparently that's like not counting a part of. I don't know. I don't (laughs) know. As a social worker, you don't like. But you're not split between two schools, right? No. Take your lunch breaks. Okay. Me and my 850 students. I know. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Big fan of walks. Big fan of this new microphone. Yeah, big fan of good conversations. Oh. We have a really good episode planned for next step next time. Oh my gosh, we do. We have yes. a really good We episode. do. Okay, we'll have to talk afterward about We have this. to, yeah. yeah. Okay, so stay tuned for some good stuff with Lizzie and I. Yes, next time, the next episode will probably be the most prepared we've ever been. It, it has to be. There's no other way to do this episode without being prepared to do it. Oh my gosh, what if it's like amazingly and like so different than our normal podcast where now every time we don't prepare it's gonna sound awful i refuse to set that bar that high okay because because we're not consistent individuals true so yeah it could be a couple months who knows but this next episode will it will come soon yes than you think yes because our lives get crazy in like two weeks yeah pray for us we'll pray for you all right, feel free to leave um, a review or a five-star rating. I thought you were going to say a prayer request. <laughs> feel free to leave a prayer request. If you want to leave that too, I'll pray for you. But I was thinking more of a, a review. Yeah. Or even just share us, like us. I guess you can't like us. I mean, you can like us, but not yeah. physically on you Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram. Spotify. Or, yep, that too. <laughs> Or on Instagram. Can you tell we have never done a plug for our show before? But basically, thank you so much for listening. And as always, if you made it this far, you are the real ones. I want to thank my dad for listening. I didn't think he did. I want to thank him, too. That was, I, you literally have to ask Mike how much I just, like, my reaction was incredible. And then he was like, yeah, I skipped the makeup episode. And I was like, that's okay, dad. Even our makeup episode is doing well. Is it really? Which is funny because it isolates an entire genre. Gender. Yeah. But it's still doing well. Interesting. Because you can learn a lot. Yeah. The true test will be at the K-pop episode. Stay tuned for that. Yes. So I guess that's the next episode. But our next episode 
We'll be a fun one. We'll be a fun one. Okay. That was good. As always, thanks and bye. Bye. <laughs>